All right. Well, now that we're recording, I'm going to leave. I'll be right back. Like, literally, seconds. <laughs> what are you, the le the leaving police? Uh, another one. Joe Biden's 23 most important accomplishments as president. That's a whole episode in itself right there, Upworthy. Yeah. Yeah, we should, we should be getting material from Upworthy, it sounds like. Sounds like they've got it figured out. So I was listening to a podcast, as as I do, and I was thinking about how kind of annoying it is, like, that the podcasts are, like, more like regular media now than they used to be. This is a topic that comes up, right, with, like, people who are into this stuff, like, you, or have been into it. I don't know if we've talked about it, probably have, but people talk about it, right? Like, how podcasts used to be, like, really just, like, outsider art kind of thing and now yeah. it's become more and more like mainstream media blah 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 um but uh i was listening to i think it's called search engine it's pj votes new podcasts after all the bullshit that happened with uh reply all um and he was like saying like oh I'm closing out the the first season and gonna take but we're taking winter break or whatever, and we're almost finishing up this se this season. And it's just that's like the old media thing. It like it reminds me of like watching last week tonight and being like it's a season and it's gonna have like a time off and we're taking Christmas break and we're missing and like like I said I like when it's a hobbyist thing more and it's just like freaks like podcasts used to run fifty two weeks a year for the most part. You know what I mean? People just did them constantly and there wasn't like a schedule because you were doing it again as like a hobby right um, yeah so yeah so i was listening to that and that whole thing was kind of swirling around in my head and then the ad played for this carvana value tracker for people for your car and like it's so funny because as i was driving home today i, I actually got stuck behind like a, one of these carvana dolly trucks driving someone's car um, to them and then like I noticed that there was a person who was driving like an idiot right behind them and I was like oh that person that's probably their car and they're like following it to wherever it's going or something stupid like that right because um, they were driving like weirdly slow and staying right behind the trailer and blah blah, blah. anyways um, it was all just very stupid and, and Carvana is just this weird like trying to do this appification technology bro you know disrupting the car buying experience right um, and the ad played, and it's the first I heard of it, but I guess this thing rolled out, like, in August of this year range, um, because I saw, I was looking it up, and then I saw this article I posted here talking about, uh, one of Hollywood's favorite couples, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, who, like, are they one of Hollywood's favorite couples? Does that, are they? Do you think so? Am I checked out on this stuff? Uh, I, I mean, I... I did know they were a couple, only, okay. and I probably only remember it because it's one of those disproportionate attractiveness <laughs> seesaws. I don't know. Christian Bell is fine looking. I don't know why you would say that. That's kind of mean. Um, but I, I was but just no. I, I was just surprised when 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 I saw, saw they sure. were together. That's all. <clears throat> I kind of get what you're saying, but you also like. You know, whatever. I, I should take, like, bisexual privilege and be like, oh, straight man, you don't get it. But, like, 
Dak Shepard is definitely very hot. Like he's a he's the kind of guy that people who find men attractive will find attractive. Like not just I'm me, not, but also women. So he's not, they're not like I'm not I'm not ragging on him. It's just I know, she's, I know. But, she's she's like this it's more like she's got like the she's like this princess or whatever. Sure. And she looks like here, all he, he, here's what it is, is I what I knew him as for the longest time only like one only knew him as and actually now I can't even think of anything else I've seen him in. I'm sure I have but I just knew him as the That's slob really from Idiocracy. Oh. Oh, I never like really the disgusting, the disgusting slob character from Idiocracy, yeah. who's very funny. Uh, but anyway, sure. I've never seen that movie Idiocracy. Don't necessarily care to. I it's have heard fine. that it's a Daniel documentary. <laughs> and it's not a movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, of course, I've heard that. But uh, I always just think of him from Let's Go to Let's Go to Jail. Uh, that's a pretty good. I think it's called that or Let's Go to Prison. Anyways, I like that movie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I do think that like, they've come closer together in age. Part of it too is Christian Bell, her character is like being the like blonde, you know, girl next door, but then like kind of having a potty mouth and being a little bit like, you know, risque or whatever, which is all a character. Um, it fits with his vibe too. So they actually make a, I guess, kind of a couple that makes sense. Anyways, I don't really think of them as a couple. I definitely don't think of them as one of Hollywood's favorite couples, but maybe they are. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, they were part of this Carvana ad campaign um, that I guess I maybe saw something in passing. We never really realized what it was. Talking about this new service that Carvana has, which is your, uh, your vehicle, your car... Um, value tracker that you will have on their app because obviously they want you to get engaged with their app constantly not just when you're looking to buy and sell your car but at all times um, and to me I just again <laughs> I think you asked me what is this about and I, I messaged you said neoliberal hell this is like commodification um, marketization of all of your like anything you own is now like uh, uh, like something that's part of your portfolio, you know, that you're keeping track of your investment and how is it doing, but it's your fucking vehicle. It's just your car. The idea that you're going to be engaging with the Carvana app frequently so that you can keep track of the value of your vehicle. Is it, is it appreciating? Is it depreciating as if this is like an investment that you made is just, it's to me, it's fucking sickening. It's like, why do we have to marketize? Everything in the world has to be marketized. And they turn it into gamification with the app and they make it fun. But it's like the StockX thing where people are doing that with their fucking clothes and their shoes. Like the shirt on your back. You're sitting there worrying about like, how much is this worth now versus how much did I pay for it? Can I make a buck off of selling my shirt? Should I be, should I be selling my car right now? Is it worth more than I paid for it now somehow? Is it worth way less? Oh, the ad that I heard on the podcast was like, the market is flooded right now with our kind of cars. Oh, no, we took a bath on it. It's like, if you get the utility from having your car, then you did not take any bath on it just because the value is depreciated from what you paid for it. Because the true value of a car is utility. It's not a commodity that you invested in. It's... Uh, like something that you use it should be looked at as like a tool or some kind of creature comfort something that brings you joy or productivity in your day-to-day life not something that you're looking to, like flipping to make a buck 
It's just fucking sickening to me trying to listen to this podcast, the medium that used to be for freaks and weirdos to do in their basements, that's, like, now turned into fucking, like, you know, oh, we're taking summer break so that all of our interns can go back home and visit their mom or whatever. And they're (laughs) selling me on this app to teach me about, like, fucking, or to make me, like, marketize my vehicle as if it's, like, fucking stocks and bonds. To me, it was just really gross. Sounds to me like... You're uh, declaring jihad on uh, Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, they would. They would disagree about the utility of of cars and autos. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean their their hobby is collector weirdos, so they actually probably Jay Leno especially appreciates cars more for their utility than anything else. You're right. They're, I mean, they're not just flipping them, but yeah, they, they're, the idea of like. Although I. Whatever. <laughs> no, no, go, go. Hey. No, I was literally like, "There's, I, I didn't know what I was gonna say next." And then I just remembered that movie that Jay gotcha, Leno gotcha. did with Pat Morita, uh, that I've still yeah. never seen. I've heard it's incredibly uh, racist and bad. Maybe we should cover it on the pod. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. It's okay. I mean, it's a. Uh, hang on, now I gotta look it up. <laughs> Pat Morita. Pat Morita was a goddamn treasure. Collision Course, 1989. It's. <laughs> can you imagine? It's them posing on the poster, kind of back to back. Jay Leno in a in a in a leather jacket, a la. Uh, Riggs, <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Okay. But it's like the comedy version of Lethal Weapon, and there's a short little Japanese man as his partner, and they're looking at each other like, can you believe this guy? <laughs> and I believe the name is Collision Course. I believe cars are central to the plot, and I can only imagine there's some, there's some uh, racially-based driving jokes in there. At Pat Morita's expense. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um, comedy version of Lethal Weapon, you said. Isn't that Beverly Hills Cop? I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I, I'm just going purely off the poster sure. here. Okay. Also, there are probably like a hundred of those in the 80s, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, ooh, and they're they're in Detroit. The thief is played by Chris Sarandon. <laughs> okay. Wow it it sat on the shelf for three years until <laughs> it finally came out on VHS. Nice. It never it never good. even it looks like it didn't even have a theatrical release straight to VHS. Ooh, this could be good. This could be okay. a good one. Is it available somewhere? <laughs> I'm sure I can find it. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm right, actually, right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be a hundred percent sure about that. It's probably yeah. is a little harder to find, but it's harder to find. I mean, stuff now online, we got lucky on that last one that I, we just like randomly picked some stupid thing, and then it happened to just be on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, in full. Maybe. I still, I'm gonna go to my deathbed assuming that I did not actually watch the full theatrical release of that movie. <laughs> because there's no way that was it. Like, just no. Uh, cannot I'd love to see the the, the Snyder cut 
yeah. the the Jaegerman cut. <laughs> yeah, the Jaegerman. Anyway, um, uh, well, I guess yeah. Like I said, that that's kind of the the weird cold open thing. Do you want to get into the show? <laughs> Holy shit! Collision now? Collision Course is on Mubi, like okay. the el- elite art house streaming service Mubi. Oh, must be pretty good. <laughs> You must Wait, have accidentally oh, sorry, a good movie. sorry. There's another movie called Collision Course from 2021. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way this makes any sense." <laughs> anyway, I'll I'll keep the Collision Course tab open so I don't forget. But uh, smart, smart. We could we could be, we should we should flip that one to Adrian maybe. Yeah, that's that, a good idea. Could be could be a good way to ring in the new year if you ask me. He walked out in the gray light and stood and he saw for a brief moment the absolute truth of the world. The cold relentless circling of the intestate earth. Darkness implacable. The blind dogs of the sun in their running. The crushing black vacuum of the universe. And somewhere 200 animals trembling like ground foxes in their cover. Borrowed time and borrowed world and borrowed eyes with which to sorrow it. For the earth was empty of form, and void, and darkness was all over the face of the deep, and we said, look at that fucker dance. Welcome to Heat Death of the Universe, a podcast. Stop. <laughs> I didn't think of anything else to say about the podcast. Uh, it is December 16th, 2023. It is brain fog o'clock here, KST. And Tim, over there. Cross the way. <laughs> How's it going? It's doing really good. We are back for another exciting episode of Heat Death of the Salooniverse, the only podcast that reviews local bars and saloons. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to take this week off from this topic because you can't be going out drinking when you have COVID, Josh. Come on. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. Don't be spreading it. Anyways. I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, not, you know, I should have something interesting to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah I saw... My, my first thought when I heard the word saloon was, uh, was like the, the cantina in Star Wars that okay. canonic, canonically has uh, musicians Jizz. called jizzists. Yes. They play, they play the jizz music. Mm-hmm. That will never not be funny to me. We uh, love jizz. 
<laughs> in this house, we believe one thing, and that is that this is put special. put the little clapping emojis in between my words. We love jizz in this household. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one. I uh, that's a cantina. I think they call that in that movie. That's the cantina. I said that. No, it was saloon. I mean, you probably did say that, but you were saying the word <laughs> saloon reminded you of it. Yeah, they got yeah. like. I I I think it's probably not true, but I can like in my mind's eye, I can picture those like swinging saloony doors, and sure. like as you enter the cantina, but probably not. Right. There's That's the Taco no, no, no. Bell cantina. That's oh, a real yeah. thing. Uh, I should go to one of those, but I probably never will because um, they have them out here. I went to one in in uh, okay. the Bay Area, and uh, that. That was the least interesting thing I did that morning. Uh, I went to a dog surfing show. Oh hell yeah! Like, I think I remember this. At, at like dawn, <laughs> yeah. it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. It was uh, and then I drank one of those like three foot tall, uh, like frozen booze drinks because it was socially acceptable for some reason to do so at the Taco Bell Cantina while you watch dogs surf. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Okay. It was a pretty great, it was a pretty nice day. (laughs) Again, this is the thing, and I don't know how long ago this was, but when you see the right-wingers tell you that the Bay Area is a fucking nightmare hellscape war zone, and then your experience is dog surfing and frozen booze cantina bar, does that sound... I mean, it does sound like there's no laws, but it does not sound like a hellscape. <laughs> it sounds lawless in the, all the best ways, though. Yeah. Like Lucy Lawless. That's all the best ways to be lawless. Is that <laughs> right? Is that a person? Did I make that yes, up? Yes, you're oh, 100% God. right. That is Zena, the warrior oh. princess. <laughs> yeah. She's a... Uh... She's a, a little bit all right. She looked good. I, I like to say this like it's contemporary. She looked good contemporarily. Like probably the last time I saw her was on Parks and Rec. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, she still looked good for an older lady on something I saw like 10 years ago, probably. Anyways. Um, I'm trying to remember her on that. She must have dated uh, Mustache. <laughs> no, because he's married to. Oh, no. the char- She actually was on the show. I think you're right. Her character was dating Mustache. Well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> I thought you were saying, in real life, he's really married to that lady. Um, yes. Uh, you know. Yeah, whatever. Cr- crazy Karen something. Because Christina Applegate. No. Um, Christina Applegate. R.I.P. Is she dead? No, but she has some like serious medical uh, issues that's like, I think she can't act anymore now. Uh, um, Some people would say she never could. Buzzing. Ooh. Got yeah. her ass. Don't even know who that is, really, but I got her ass. <laughs> um, what the fuck was I? There was something. You know what it was? You know what I listened to Re- today? For yeah. The first time in a while? The Jimmy Dore show? Do you know why uh-huh. I listened to it? Uh, you. You love, uh, uh, why can I think of his name? Never mind. The Jackson Hinkle. Your big Jackson, Jackson Hinkle, Hinkle stand. I don't even think that they're homies anymore. I think that actually Jimmy Dore and Jackson Hinkle had a falling out. I think they're deep homies still. I, I still get the updates on my phone. Right, like, right. 
because he he went on he went on some show and was like schooling some like some Brits about you know oh, yeah. Israel Palestine or whatever. And I started wa- I started watching the clip just out of curiosity, even though I hate Hinkle. Yeah, and it was just it was just like what it was just Jimmy Dore watching his friend and cheering Hell and yeah. being like, Ooh, got his ass and then like we, where, I, where I shut it off was when was when annoying Hinkle, you know, he rattles off like lightning speed, like all these like facts or whatever. But then he's like, Well if you be, if you believe that, you probably believe the jab was good. And that Hell yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, all right. Like and not ah, whatever. Anyway, yes, the Hink Man, um, Hinkin' and Stinkin'. Um, sometimes <laughs> when I'm gonna go masturbate, I say I'm going to go jack some Hinkle. Um, yeah, anyways, um, I listened to it because Tucker Carlson <laughs> was on the Jimmy Dore show, and, uh, and I wanted to hear what that idiot had to say talking to another stupider idiot. Um, it was really good because it was like it was the um. Oh, God. All I can ever think of is the end of the show where it's like, lock the gate, lock the gate, Boomer lives, what the fuck is it? the WTF man, Mark Maron. It was yeah. like the Mark Maron thing where, like, Jimmy Dore had, like, this guest on who's Tucker Carlson, which I will go, I will, any chance I get, I will say Tucker Carlson, Tuck Her Carlson is a great drag name, and I don't know that anyone's ever used it, and I've said, been saying this for years. Um, anyways, um... He was doing the Mark, Mark Marin thing where, like, uh, he just was talking way over this guy, just telling long-ass, long-winded stories about himself and all this shit that had nothing to do when you have, like, one of the... I mean, fuck, like, Tucker Carlson is, like, one of the most famous people in the world, really. Or at least in America. This is, like, the Taylor yeah. Swift thing coming back. Um, like, everybody in America... I be, He's one of those guys that, like, if you did the survey... He would probably be in the top at least 20% of people that, like, everyone in America knows who it is, right? If you said Tucker Carlson, people are like, I know who that is, right? Um, he's, his yeah. Q rating is through the fucking roof. And Jimmy Dore is just talking over him constantly, won't let him, you know what I mean? Which I guess, in a weird way, even though that seems odd and, and counterintuitive, it does kind of make sense. Because you go, like, he's he's on my show, but he's kind of platforming me. So him being on here is a chance for me to talk to people that know who he is that are listening to my show for him. So that's why you go crazy or whatever and talk way too much. But uh, but yeah, it was it was um, it was not very interesting, not very good. Wouldn't recommend it. Um, but one thing that did cross my mind, and it's something that has crossed my mind in the past, but it really did here listening to him getting interviewed by Jimmy Dore, who's just like famously unfunny. Just absolutely not a funny, funny man. That's why he had to stop doing comedy and do this stuff instead. Because he was just never good at being a comedian. Um, is that Tucker Carlson, for everything that there is to say about him, is uh, he's kind of just a dumb guy. Like, he's kind of just a dumb guy who thinks that like... He's a real idiot- mouth breather. He's yeah. almost like the dictionary definition, yeah. It's sick that this guy is like one of... like a big time newsman who you, who acts like he's informed and knows stuff and, and people believe that he is, is a, a fucking idiot who thinks that it's just cadence. It's just yeah. like, he knows how to like wield his voice sort of if he's, if he's in a protective, you know, or right. dare I say a safe space in front of a camera, you know, right. whatever. 
but but yeah um just him thinking that jimmy Dore is funny laughing and being like that's really good at, at jimmy Dore jokes. Ugh, that's and then like crawling <laughs> remembering like that he really likes bubba the love sponge like Jack oh, Carlson thinks bubba the love sponge is one of the funniest guys in the world like he's just he's a floor tucker carlson himself is a florida man through and through and he's just a real fucking dolt so so that was fun i um I don't know if you had anything to say. <laughs> I like to call him Cucker Tarlson, and like not that. even because okay. of the word c- cuck, but I, I, I think I almost more like saying, t- I don't know, just this, the simple switching of of, of letters, yeah. I feel like is very disrespectful in a in a, in a subtle, elegant way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you do get to call him a cuck and also, and, but just the name Tarlson sounds like Tarleson's nonsense. Name. So it's like, yeah. your name is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I, I just I, I just I saw liked, v- uh, oh, one that oh. I always liked that was similar to that was the Saul Williams thing that he did, which was Niggy Tardust. I always liked that one. <laughs> Boy, yeah. <laughs> Woo, a cliff's edge, knife's edge. <laughs> it is it's right on the. But I think I'm allowed to say it because it's just a music a music ah musician's name, you know. It is. There's no other connotations you could possibly draw. I, I saw a thing. I think just today or maybe yesterday, whatever. Uh, it was. It was Cucker Tarlson, like in like some kind of I don't know whatever retail shop. I didn't really look closely what kind, but. And this this guy comes up to him. And this guy looks very sort of uh, classically red state. In a way, I guess, like he's got some of the signifiers, like he's got, I don't know, maybe like a hunting hat or something. I I, I could be totally misremembering, but you could see this look of like, oh, these are my people, like on, on Cucker's face. And this guy just fucking rips into him so hard. He's like, you're one of the most evil human beings on earth. And he's like, not stopping. And like, the look on this scared little man's face is so good. I wish I had actually, uh, I'm sure I could track down the video later if I really want to see it again. But just the, the way this you know, I, I guess, I guess I found out I've got, I've got a new fetish and seeing little weak bow tied men bullied into submission because it was, it was fucking satisfying <laughs> just how uncomfortable yeah, yeah. he was. And like, but like trying to like play it off, like, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm a, I'm a big boy. And just like, kind of like trying to man. laugh and trying to laugh into this guy's face, but also looking like, like flinching, even though the guy wasn't like physically even like moving on him whatsoever he was just wouldn't stop with like this series of words about how he how he's the worst person in the world and he's like ruined ruined life for millions of people and all this stuff but uh yeah um that's a phenomenal i also did a little uh trip down memory lane uh checking out on, checking in on my old buddy adam carolla um <laughs> God, i didn't listen to anything he did. i didn't listen to his shows or do anything like that but i did it did cross my mind while I was bored at work, like, oh, it's because I saw the trailer for this movie that's called, like, The American Academy for Magical Negroes, um, okay. which I saw someone replying to it being like, and y'all thought that a show with this, or a movie with this title was going to be good or whatever, like, but, like, I thought it was pretty fucking funny. Like, I really did think it's actually going to be, like, a decent movie just to laugh at. Um, it's like, 
it clearly is supposed to kind of be like pulling on heartstrings because it's got a romantic story in it, but it's also like lampooning the concept of magical Negroes really heavy, but it's got David Allen Greer in it. Um, and that's what crossed my mind. I was like, oh, I don't know if there was ever like an, uh, a resolution to like the shit between Adam Carolla and David Allen Greer. Like, because they were like pretty good friends and David would be on the show on his podcasts and shows and stuff pretty regularly. I mean, he was on Crank Anchors and all that. And then like at some point it was just like they were not friends anymore. Um, and I was like, I don't, but I didn't know if anything ever happened. So I was looking into it. And it's like, this shit is from like four years ago where it got, that's how long it's been since I've actually been paying attention to this stuff. But there was like David Allen Greer on Howard Stern just saying like, uh, yeah, I don't want to like fuck with him anymore because he's just a right wing troll. And he was actually kind of being like somewhat nice about it in saying like, we could still be friends, but I just can't be on his show anymore because his show is like right wing troll show and I'm just not going to do that. And then he's like, and then it's like tough to like be seen publicly with someone who's like that because people like question you, blah, 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 whatever. So he's like, so I just don't want to do the show anymore and whatever. And then, there, then it was like a response video from Adam saying like, he would never talk to me and this and that. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that was the, that was the thing. But then I saw something that was like slightly more recent than that. That was like, Adam Carolla, this was like from a year ago, Adam Carolla firing his producer and his co-host on his podcast, like his Robin, not really co-host, but like his Robin, right? And being like, I'm doing this because I need to, I want to pivot, I'm going to move from California and I want to pivot the format of the show uh, and they're not going to come with me and then also the format's going to be more intimate. And then halfway through he's like, and I've been going through a long divorce, you know, and that's a lot to deal with and... And it costs a lot of money. So then I'm like, oh, so you're you're firing people, and it's it's ju- you're just doing it artistically because you want to change the format of the show. But also, you're having a long, drawn out, expensive divorce, and those things aren't related. You don't think? So, My yeah. lawyer, who I also fired, advised me to cut t- t- these people Cost. loose. Yeah, yeah, to cut as many costs as I can because I'm getting taken to the fucking cleaners by my bitch wife, bitch ex wife. Oh God, I I I'm glad that I can't remember the last time I've like even listened to Adam Carolla's annoying voice. I I I guess like a lot of people my our general age, I did for some reason listen to. I mean because I had nothing else basically. <laughs> like I would listen to Love Line on the radio, like like I was. Like from the nineteen thirties, <laughs> in the evening, in the evenings, uh, because I didn't know no better, and yeah, yeah. Doctor Drew sounded smart, and my God, is he a fucking douche as well, right. and 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 a dangerous one. I actually, <laughs> we never ended up doing the episode, uh, but I wanted or. or Rather, we did do an episode about like uh, addiction and rehabs and stuff, like the rehab industry. But for that, <laughs> I was like, "This is research," and I decided to watch like every episode of Celebrity Rehab ever made, <laughs> which was that is not quite a good idea. quite a, a a test of uh, sanity. But the main thing I walked away from it with. Besides just generally being kind of depressed, uh, 
by the whole spectacle um was yeah dr drew is a piece of shit and he's not yeah his his his, his idea he's kind of like a culty dangerous guy i would say but anyway yeah, we are all over the place <laughs> i think we got to dive in and let's talk about uh the number one boy our number one fuck boy john gabris no donald trump donald j j stands for j trump yeah. uh i think maybe we should just play this because it's only like a sure. minute long and it's pretty good. it's pretty good um but he's got a new business venture and uh Share the screen here and wonderful. We'll listen to it together. And a one, two, three. This is your favorite president, Donald J. Trump, with some very exciting news. My last two Trump digital trading card collections sold out in just hours. And now I'm back with my latest series called the Mugshot Edition. I wonder where that came from. The Mugshot Edition. 47 all-new stunning cards, and here is the best part. I'm doing two important things for my Trump collection. I'm just going to say, he's time, like so much more robust-looking than Purchase Biden. Purchase 47 digital yeah. cards, and we'll mail you a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now-famous yes. mugshot, and it was a great suit. Believe me, a really good suit. Yep. It's all cut up, and you're gonna get a piece of it. I'll be autographing some of them. A true collector's I item. This is something to give to your family, to your kids, and your grandchildren. <laughs> With the purchase of 47 of the Trump digital trading cards, you will also be invited to join me for a gala dinner at my beautiful Mar-a-Lago, my home in Florida. You perhaps heard. <laughs> perhaps of it. heard of it. Maybe. Oh, you were Wait. right. I missed that part. That was a detail the, on there. The 47. No, that uh, that you got you get invited to a gala dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, um, that's what I was saying. That's what I was. I like. know you said that, but I thought that you just missed that part, like, or that you misheard it. But it was really me that did not hear it. Um, I did like you said. Perhaps you've heard of it. He's so <laughs> even when he's on script. Yeah, that's the thing about about Trump that people overlook. Like people do like to talk about how good he is at riffing, right? And he's just on stage. But even when he's off book, like. Uh, he's just he's got the flourishes that are still so authentically Trump he understands the Trump character so well like the way the stuff that he was saying there was like it was just so good you might have heard of it it's a really good suit I'll tell you it's a really good suit and then the mugshot these ones are called the mugshot edition I wonder where that came from like what? yeah <laughs> you know where it came from you put this whole thing together well, he's being he's being cheeky. He's being like he's being like weirdly, sort of like playfully self-effacing, which is not usually his style at all. Like that that was like the that was the th- thing I found weird, like most uncharacteristic about it is he he's like, um, and for this last time, this time we just watched it, I sort of went into a fugue state for a second, sure. so I can't remember because I think Let's maybe watch it there's again. a lo- I think there's a longer version. But did he say the thing about the muscles? Oh, because I don't remember him saying it there. Because in the, in the first one not. that I saw somewhere else, 
He's like, all these drawings of me look so great. And believe me, folks, I don't have muscles like that in those places. <laughs> like, no, yeah, you're right. This was a, this was an abridged version because yeah, I remember this was that the too. Abri- abridged version but like he he's like he's like oh, i'm not a big muscle man and those but these artists really make me look cool aren't they great he's like being like weirdly he's like a it's like a new semi-humble like yeah. pokes fun at himself trump which like i gotta say man <laughs> yeah it's gonna be working well for him when you see that is. next yeah. to the fucking mummy that is uh, genocide Joe right now. Like, I don't know. Think just fucking call it right now. It's over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the that's like kind of the toughest part about the whole thing is like Biden really really riding with Israel, and it's just like, dude, no one likes this. No one is into this, bro. He was already like fucked before before yeah. this stuff really kicked off. Like he he, I mean we're gonna t- get into some of it. I mean I guess we could just get into some Let's of do that it. now. Now yeah, like the the dement like the latest dementia of dementia Joe, of uh sleepy sleepy Joe. Um, what did he say? He said that his dad <laughs> joined a kibbutz. <laughs> 65 years ago yes. or something. <laughs> no, he said that I, I mean, okay, he, uh, he, here are the caveats. Like, I know that he just, like, he mixed up years for days, but that's still kind of big when you're the fucking president and you're right. talking about, like, something of dire consequence. He's like, uh, 65 years ago, October 7th happened, and my dad was living on a kibbutz back then. It's like, yeah. but each and he tried to correct himself, but he just said my dad again. <laughs> he said nice. it like twice. <laughs> Although I saw some like just fucking you know, annoying people arguing about it online. It's like he didn't. He corrected it to a father, not my father. It's like still, who's he talking about? <laughs> that doesn't make <laughs> what he's saying like any less senile or like out of nowhere. Um, let's see what else was on his, his part of his his greatest hits this week. Uh, he called Xi Jinping, <laughs> Den Jing, Den Xiaoping, uh, and bizarrely claimed that they were chatting in the Himalayas together. Um, yeah, of course. Which, remi- which reminded me of something before that he said about Xi Jinping, like a while ago. Uh, I can find it in a second here because I I remember titling one of the old podcast episodes after it. It was like something about meet meet me in, with my mind in the foothills of the Himalayas or something. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> but okay, um, but here's the thing: you're taking him literally. But when he says that him and Xi Jinping were yodeling in the valley together, he means eating pussy. <laughs> They were they were going they were munching some box together, and uh, all right, really I, breaking bread, if you will. Oh, I remember when I used to post our episodes on Left Podcasts on Reddit. They really That's fucked up Reddit, huh? Not really. I stopped posting there because people are too mean. <laughs> oh come on! I know. I can, not not really. That's not really the reason, but. But they are too mean. 
And, and we know you're listening. We know you're listening, and you're too mean. Stop being so mean. Uh, anyway, I don't know. The The title of the episode is In the Foothills of the President's Decaying Synapses. That doesn't really help. I thought maybe it would have what Biden actually said. Anyway, um, so Biden is still senile. Still Very crazy. much so. I felt like there was more of him being senile, but maybe I, I covered it really quickly. I mean, this idea feels senile here. It'd be kind of all over the place today. Watch out for Israel's preparing for possible fentanyl-filled rockets from Hamas, comma, Hezbollah. I thought this was, like, going to turn out to be a fake article, but it's real. Um, in Breitbart, it's the only, only place I actually found it. And this is an updated version. Um, I don't know. Someone got the idea in their, their head that uh, someone would waste a bunch of fentanyl on, like, trying to drug people. No, no, they would kill them. They would all overdo the fentanyl. The idea is that fentanyl is so dangerous that they would all die from the fentanyl. Yeah, except, like, the problem is is that the shit would, like, burn up in the atmosphere or whatever. uh, And also, they're dropping white phosphorus on them, so why would they need to drop fentanyl instead? It seems like a waste of money. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Supposedly... Uh, Russia in the early 90s during the the Chechen debacle uh, drugged as in like like knocked out uh, Chechen resistance with fentanyl like used it sort of tactically aerosolized combination of some fentanyl analog but Anyway, just like the image of like, you know, scary Hamas guy with his rocket and like, it just looks like a joke article to me, Um, but it's real. And let's see, Satan, (laughs) let's see, let's see, uh, dealer's choice. Okay, Uh, okay. I think you would be the dealer. So yeah, I know. I just realized that. <laughs> All right, you choose between these two topics: Satan or Hillary Clinton. And please follow it up oh. with a joke. I know you want to make. Come on, that's pretty easy. I mean, that's you're basically just offering me the same thing. That's not a. That's a contradiction without difference, or whatever they say. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, let's go with the more specific and let's go with Chill Dog. She is in the news, right? Kind of, or something? I don't even know. She was, they were talking about her on Chapo. That's the same as being in the news. She, yeah, well, yeah, they, they brought her out of her cave to make spurious accusations, uh, about massive rapes that there's zero evidence of in the uh ongoing conflict just to just sit there and lie and use her her credentials as a as a as a as a womanist (laughs) um oh come on fox news fuck off 
I have to allow ads from Fox News to see this shit. I fucking hate that shit. I mean, or fuck you, archive. <laughs> Just takes a second longer. Not much. So the headline on this one is loading. <laughs> Carefully, steady, slowly but surely. Okay, okay. Taking longer than usual. And Fox is really trying to keep me out. Still not loading? Well, in the meantime, I found the... <laughs> Biden has a brain freeze trying to pronounce foothills of the Himalayas. <laughs> Beneath that, America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I remember this now. Here's here's Biden trying okay. to speak words in 2022, April 2022. Probably pretty good, I think. Let me close what I've said, long said. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. We traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. That's pretty. That's, the word? that's a that's a pretty good single word. <laughs> that's a long word, brother. Oh boy, that was almost. I mean, that's veering on two two years ago, even. Really? Yeah. I mean, huh. <laughs> why is this shit? All right, I've actually read this full. I've I've just laughed at the 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 title anyway. Okay. But so I'll just Bill Clinton ripped Hillary's campaign as not being able to sell quote pussy on a troop train. <laughs> New book says. Huh. Not uh, wrong, but you didn't have to say it that way, I guess. <laughs> and I've never seen archive dot etc takes this long to get around a paywall before that's brutal fuck fox it's yeah. truly go back to un- go to the other article let's do satan satan <laughs> yeah fuck this sorry yeah i mean i guess i guess it is just over, like it is just gossip right it's just gossip yeah. about bill i just like the idea of him saying to sell pussy on a troop train that's pretty good that's what all we needed from that yeah. Uh, okay, it is finally loaded, so hang on. All right, all right. Um, must. I mean, I... I've given up ta- now. Oh, this comes from Ryan Grimm's new book uh, about the squad. Okay. The squad, AOC, and the hope of a political revolution. I've actually been kind of respecting Ryan Grimm more than usual these days. Just The Ryan Grimm respecter has logged on. <laughs> yes. Sometimes he... Uh, I think he's on the wrong side of stuff, but whatever. Nobody can be... Nobody can meet my, my perfect exacting standards all the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, he's been pretty consistent on uh, on all this geopolitical hellscape shit going on. So I give him props for that i guess i think about carvana um see what he says about that 
ask about Carvana. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to write Carvana question mark at Ryan Grimm. Let's see what and he then does. And we'll see where he really stands. Anyways. You know what's weird about seeing this pussy on a troop train? It really scrambles my brain because they don't spell out pussy. It's P dash 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 dash. Uh-huh. So then I then I also go a few words ahead, you know, in 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 my unconscious and see troop, and I see P plus troop, and I just I keep thinking like pussy on a poop train, poop on a troop yeah. train. It's really it's just putting gross ideas into my head. Uh, what was that called? Docking the ship. <laughs> God. You know, and here's the other thing about that is that. If it's just p dash dash dash, you it doesn't it might not be pussy. It could no, also it's be dash penis. dash dash. Uh, I guess it could be penis on a troop train. I they should. could be trying to sell penis on the troop train because everyone knows that now since Biden became president, the military is all woke and gay. Everyone's so, trans now. Yeah. yeah. So even Bill, even Bill Clinton. <laughs> See, I would agree with you if it wasn't Billy Clinton saying this. Bill Clinton can't not say pussy. That's true. That's true. It'd be funny if that if 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 he if he commented on this story and that was all he said was, "Let me be clear." I said penis. <laughs> I said pussy. I'm talking penises, not pussies. Yeah. <laughs> then he mic drop and just out of there. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. If well, he's slick. Will, that's the thing. Slick Willie would, if he was talking about selling something, it's he was always slanging that D, so he'd be selling penis. It sells itself, baby. That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Mr. President, you are when you're right, you're right. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, bye, Billy Clint's. Hail Satan. Satan's uh, in the news a few times this week, but in this particular article, Satanic Temple hosts After School Satan Club in Tennessee Elementary School. Tennessee seems to be an interesting state. Every time it comes up, it's like, homelessness is illegal now. Like, you know, it's just some horrific thing. Like, uh, like children, like prisons for... Uh, <laughs> for three three year olds new new prisons um but here you know they're letting satan into the public sphere it seems like you know satanic like church of satan always does stuff like this to like prove a point and like i get their point i don't know how like useful it really is i mean I think it's like funny when people get up in arms because the other the other sat- Satan story that happened this week, I think this week or recently, was in like Ohio, and it was basically it was another satanic like thing. Probably, I think it was like next to like a nativity scene or something. Like all just trying to you know make this point of like, well, you know, we have to treat re- all religions equally, so respect our religion and you know of course of course it's a lot of trolling but some 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 christian maniac freaked out and like beheaded the uh the statue the old uh the old satan statue the old goat head and uh Uh, is that the baphomet or no anyways yeah yeah baphomet that's right yeah 
Um, and uh, but then the Mr. Lifts uh, DeSantis, <laughs> he tried to chime in, and like the loser fucking Meatball cuck Ron. that he is, Meatball Ron came in and he was like. I agree, Satan has no place in our government and it should not be considered a religion. And I'm gonna I'm gonna help pay this man's legal fees. And like the thing was is the guy had already like maxed out his like GoFundMe or whatever. So like the DeSantis haters, you know, the pro Trump folks basically were like mm-hmm. calling him out for being just, you know, a phony, whatever. Just, just you know, using it to get get gain his own sort of like publicity or whatever. Even though it's like, so that's the problem you have with this is that the guy who chopped off the Baphomet statue's head um, already had enough legal funding, <laughs> right? Um, not that this whole thing is absurd and <laughs> right. Yeah, and that it's, I mean. I mean you don't even need to come up with a f- weird reason to be like, we don't like fucking DeSantis. Like, just he sucks. Right. He sucks. Yeah. You don't need to be. I think they were. Act- they were probably well, actually. They're probably pilot piling on him at that point, uh, which is funny. He deserves it, of course. Is he selling me any cool cards with his suit or with his like heightening boots? Pieces of his heightened boots cut up on them? No. That's true. <laughs> He should be. If he really had, if he really could swing dick like, like Donald <laughs> Trump and Slick Willie, two ex-presidents, a thing that Ron DeSantis will never be, um, <laughs> then he would be selling pieces of his cut-up, lifted-ass boots. Yeah. I just pictured you making Ron DeSantis cry by saying that. I can so <laughs> right. I can so so see his like his lips start quivering. Just you take that back. Yeah. I'm gonna. I just realized I'm gonna be in Desantis country. Uh, oh hell yeah! You're gonna get coming up soon. He's gonna kill you. He's going <laughs> I'm to gonna, kill you. I'm gonna find his ass. I'm gonna throw yeah. boots at his head. <laughs> uh, nice. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know where Fort Fort. My- I don't know the geography of Florida. I'm gonna be in the Fort Myers area for like a week and a half or something. Two weeks maybe. Anyway, more on that. I'll try to do some uh, some from uh, from the ground reporting. Um, yes. Interview some lo- local Florida men, uh, so on. Yeah, I don't know the this the the Satan stuff. This happens like pretty frequently. I feel like I guess I'll just say that uh, it also reminds me of uh, you know, the flying spaghetti monster shit. Yeah, yeah. It's kind. It's kind of. Yeah, the Pastafarians, kind of akin to that. You know what I thought was f- funny though about the, the episode of Guys, uh, Murder Brian's Guys podcast. Yeah. yeah. Did you listen to the to the Church of uh, Pastafarian episode? Uh, I guess I believe so. They, <laughs> him and his guests were kind of like. Usually he seems pretty like like fairly uh, prepared, but for that one he seemed to like not understand the gist of it. Yeah. Even he was like, "Do these people really believe in this or what?" And it's like this obviously just like a snarky joke. Like if you couldn't, right. you, there's things to make fun of them for for like being kind of like 
like especially if they're still doing if they're still doing that shit like now in 2023 it it's it seems pretty antiquated in 2005 it was like wow like it's sort of like a little more edgy it has some weight to it like the culture wars were more in full swing and more about like you know religious irrationality and all that shit but like i sort of feel the same way about like the church of satan people now but it's at like at the same time I don't disagree with their ultimate point, and it's like, okay, go ahead. But you also do kind of come off like big fucking nerds at the same time. But uh, yeah, but but um, I agree with everything you were saying there for the most part, except for the thing like the Pastafarians are like their king right now. Like it's, I think it's removed and like, um. There's enough air of, of separation, as he talked about. The idea that people were, like, postifying in fucking strongholds this entire time or whatever is, like, really fucking sad. But, like, they're having a bit of a moment, a resurgence, if you will, with the viral video. Did you see the, the fucking guy with the ponytail? And he's getting asked, like, some dumb question by, like, a fucking Zoomer TikToker about, like... You can have LGBT rights or a uh, stable economy. Which one do you pick? Oh, and the do- both. That, that's the yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah, and everyone is like, this guy, this fucking message border guy. His logic, he's killing it. He's so sick. This guy is. This guy rocks, and everyone loves him. And that's like that's the archetype of the Pastafarian dork. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That I was like wondering. I was like, when did this become like a because I feel like I heard other people asking this, like, versions of that question, where they just, like, something you would really hate versus something you would really like. <laughs> like, Right. It right. Was, yeah, I, I did see the video you're talking about. It's funny how upset the fucking questioning douche gets about it. He's like, you can't pick both. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I saw someone who was like, this is the way that you ask this question to get around this man's fallacy where he refuses to end. Like, I don't fucking <laughs> care. The reason, like, the, the basis of that shit is just Andrew Tate shit. Like, that is just, that guy is just trying to do Andrew Tate. Like, it's a hybrid of Andrew Tate politics, which have gone viral with people of that age range with, like, how everything on TikTok, like, because it's. All you ever see from creators of, like, dudes that are that age on TikTok is them doing that, where they run up on somebody with their phone asking questions. Well, the OG, in my opinion, is, uh, and I'm totally blanking on his name, the guy who loves to, like, (laughs) shove dildos up his ass to prove that being gay is wrong or whatever. Uh, Not, not... There's a, there's two guys actually. I don't know. The, the, not... the, 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 the fucking the, the fucking guy who like just finds any excuse to like like uh Are you talking about Crowder? Cl- yes, Crowder. Okay, dildos up his ass threw me off. You're talking about Crowder, okay. Okay, but the dildos up his ass is actually uh what's his McGinnis? Gavin McGinnis. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. McGinnis would do that to be like to prove that he's not homophobic. He'd shove a like a tilto up his ass on his own sh- stupid show. At least I believe I heard that. Maybe I was watching something else. I don't know. No, it's, it seems like prototypical Crowder shit. Like you know, sitting on the campus, like ask me anything, bro. <laughs> I'll fight anybody. <laughs> I'll debate you about anything. Let's see. You know who's back in the news? <laughs> not, not, not really. But you know, I like I like to follow up on things we've talked about in the past, and uh, that 
that millionaire who wants to live forever, who believes he's like aging backwards, Brian Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, the only thing, the only new addition to this is, uh, he's basically he's got a list that he says that he shows people on first dates if he ever tries to date at all i'll just go straight to the list i guess he posted this on twitter he also like just posts like a like a real like i don't know i'm surprised to see that like he he writes expectations are letter r important like i would i would imagine this guy based on what i've seen of him to be like like a like uptight about grammar and punctuation and shit but he's very much not so anyway um what i share on first dates one 11 a.m dinner <laughs> two 8 30 p.m sleepy emoji three no pillow talk four you sleep alone five no Hell small yeah. talk really nope. don't care Hate What's the midgets. difference between small... I mean, pillow talk, small talk, it's kind of the same. Like I said, the reason why he makes a difference is because he doesn't want to talk about midgets. <laughs> oh, thank you. Six. No sunny vacations. Right, he's a vampire, hates the sun. Seven. Scheduled sex. Eight. Something that just... Put it's the pussy on the on the Google Calendar, bitch. <laughs> $500, you put the pussy on the Google Calendar. All right. You put the pussy on Veggie Daddy's Google Calendar because yes. eight is just Veggie Daddy. I guess that means he only eats plant based. Right. Okay. Um, pussy's not a plant. Is that mm-hmm. was that what he's trying to pussy say? Pussy is a vegetable. Um, <laughs> shout out to the king. R.I.P. to the to the god Herman Cain. Anyways. <laughs> Nine must give plasma. This would only be better if if he oh. spelled out exactly what that means, which is must give me plasma. Right, right, right. Um, ten, you're, you are not my number one priority. Then, very, very self awarely writes, unsure why I'm single. Thinking guy emoji. <laughs> nice. This guy is as intolerable as ever. <laughs> and that's just the latest update, I guess. If he does fuck, it's on a it's on a it's on a schedule as annoying as all of his other things. I can't imagine who's like in I think when we talked about him, he had like some sort of like assistant or whatever who was doing the same insane like regiment as him. Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, it was like a girlfriend. They didn't, I don't think they they said specifically that, but it was maybe like, it was all but implied, maybe, but, uh, maybe. Cause, no, because I mean, well, look, it sounds, it's, sound, it sounds like he's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, in any case, Brian he's Johnson doing good. sucks. I like, I like that guy. <laughs> I like his vibe. I like that he's become part of our rogues gallery. I, I enjoy that we check in on him. I hope we continue to check on him. Did you see? That he had a moment on Twitter, he was doing some dunk, he was doing some dunkaroos, and people were like, this guy knows how to, really knows how to ball. Um, and all of his, a lot of his, like, biggest hit tweets were piss-based. He was saying he's gonna pee on people. That was pretty fun. <laughs> he had a pretty no, good, he had a pretty good run. I'm gonna pee on you. Trip, 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 pee on you. Pee on you. 
Just basically anyone who would talk some shit to him, and he'd be like, yeah, that's a cool thing, that, and you're going to be saying that, or whatever's going to be happening while I'm peeing on you. It was pretty good. <laughs> so, shout out to Brian Johnson, Zero, on Twitter. His his name is Zero over there. Uh, yeah, I just noticed that, too. Uh, uh, maybe he's a big 90s Smashing Pumpkins fan. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Um, I saw an interesting TikTok video the other day where this guy was explaining or talking about like uh, the when the Smashing Pumpkins were on Simpsons and why Billy Corgan had hair, even though he had been <laughs> bald for like a year at that point. It was it was interesting. Anyways, I'm not I imagine it. we'll it's because this. It. I imagine the Simpsons like drew, did the artwork like way well in advance. You would be imagining uh, technically incorrect, but we were moving on because, like I said, I'm not going to explain this. Not for these pigs. <laughs> not for the pigs listening to this. I'll tell you okay. after. All right. <laughs> this is this is some paywall shit for the paywall that doesn't exist. Yep. Um, well, speaking of fun, total non-freaks, Argentina's new president, Pinochet. Ha! I mean, Millet, good one, Ben Norton. I'm just quoting his tweet here. Uh, immediately eliminated over half of the government's 22 ministries while making a, quote, super ministry of human capital. That's the real name. I Okay, uh, here's the thing. I have to say that whatever, you could say whatever you want about Millet and this, and it's bad, it's libertarian, all this and that, or... You could look at it in the positive side, which is that he understands himself and he knows that he's not a good enough leader to deal with that many people underneath him. So he's consolidating so that he has less subordinates as the head of the government. He's not trying to suffocate the government in the bathtub or whatever. He's just being like realistic. He said, I can't handle being in charge of this many people, I probably shouldn't be running a government. So we're going to try to turn this whole government situation into about the size of a medium market Arby's. And that's what I can handle. And that's where he's at. So at least he knows <laughs> his own limits. Arby's not a bad call for Argentina. Big beef industry there. Um... I'm seeing a picture of his sister that he supposedly fucks. Uh, she looks kind of like him with a blonde wig on. So no wonder he's... Uh, you know, I think I saw a picture of him with his, like, vice president. Let me see. Millet vice presidente. And I just remember thinking, why isn't he, like, why is he kidding with her? <laughs> she's not right, bad. Right. Yeah, she's a decent little, little piece. But the sister, just like I said, looks like him. But, you know, everybody's well, got their own things. That's kind of his thing. He clones the dogs because he's used to... He, <laughs> he likes things that are the same. He likes things to be a small, tight circle. A small, tight circle. It's easier for him to manage. He doesn't do well... Don't like we all? Didn't yeah. 
small. He does not do well though. like uh, having to know what different people look like or having different names. He's got a very limited uh, brain space and brain power. Is basically my point. He's not able to deal with a lot of different kinds. Of, so it's like you know, if you want to consolidate, you know, make things a little bit easier. You just like okay, who am I? Who am I dating? Who am I in a relationship with? A girl version of me. It's just me, but a girl. Perfect. That's so much easier for me to understand and handle. It's like, um, basically like cartoon logic, you know, where it's like Mickey Mouse. Who does he date? Minnie Mouse. Yeah. The girl version of him. That's what he's looking to do. You know, you know, it's a girl because she has a bow in her hair. <laughs> it's perfect. It's easy to understand. You can follow it. You can catch up like this. Boom, boom, boom. I shouldn't snap into the mic, right? It's not good. But you know what I'm doing. I'm doing the like, yeah, like fast, quick on the uptake. Uh, what's funny about him turning the country into a medium trafficked Arby's, though, is that he's like... <laughs> He's also giving police like way more power and influence and money. Uh, yeah, strengthening We've got ministries the of that's the meats. <laughs> We've got the meats to an end. Yes, security, interior, defense, justice. All of these ministries are getting beefed up, if you will, roast beefed. <laughs> roast beefed. Um, yes, and. <laughs> What he's slashing are what he's dissolved rather completely <laughs> in like flavor one crystals. <laughs> one fell swoop, he's dissolved the flavor crystals of the ministries of science and technology, education, transportation, environment. He's a climate climate science denier. Employment, social security, public works, tourism and sports, women and diversity. Well, we don't really need that. Territorial development, social development, culture. I mean, yeah, who needs education need and transportation or Again, the environment when you just have a purely beef-based, a beefaroni, <laughs> beef-roast beef-based economy? Okay, but what was all of those things that you were reading off? They were departments of uh, development. They're trying to develop, enrich, gain, do more, have more, produce more of those things. He just needs to sustain... <laughs> The things that he understands. Again, I'm. I mean, I really have broken this man's psyche. It's the big reason why he cloned the dog. He did not want to have to deal with having a different dog. He doesn't have the brain power to deal with two, a new different thing. Two of them are called development. The rest are definitely ma maintenance. <laughs> yes. If you don't have, if you don't have a, a ministry of transportation, you cannot maintain the like existing transportation. But uh. I'm just guessing that's how it works, but probably not. I, I hear what you're saying. He's he's afraid of change, and we should respect that. We should. He doesn't. It's not even that he's afraid of change, because yeah, that's just like the, the the stereotypical conservative thing. He's a very special kind of man. It's it. He can only handle so much information. He can't. He can't deal with the idea that, that things will be different. Or I new. just want to come home to my same dogs who fuck my same sister wife. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I eat the same roast beef combo number three. Big beef and cheddar, baby. <laughs> he should have named one of the dogs Cheddar. It would have been <laughs> Or <things>. Arby. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, he well, what did he he did name his dog after something? I forget now. It was like ah, they're named after Mil- like Mil- Milton, yeah, Freeman, Milton Freeman, the fucking yeah. economist. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Millet, you so crazy. Um, let's see who else we got here. <laughs> there was this really. I could very quickly summarize this one. It's. Someone saying, I was wrong about John Fetterman, and I clicked on it, like, sort of just assuming, I guess because I just, I don't know, assume I'm clicking on my own brain or something, but it's like, oh, this is going to be someone, like, being like, oh, boy, I thought he he was, like, a real, you know, man of the people before, but now, like, his shenanigans lately, he's a real asshole. No, it was the total opposite of that. <laughs> it was someone who's like, his, his wearing the Israeli yeah. flag as a cape has made me admire and love this man more than ever. And speaking of uh, Satan and Satanism... That man, I can only think of the Church of Satan when I see him. He just has that. Uh, yes, yes, he looks like Anton Satanic look. Yeah. yeah, he does. He's like in. He's like he, He's like the unfunny, boring, shitty, shittier ethics <laughs> of uh, Anton Lavey. He really does look a lot like Anton Lavey. That's like. That's the very first thing I thought when I ever saw him, and yeah. I didn't even like notice. I didn't even know his name for a long time. Sure. I remember before, like someone being like, "Oh, Fetterman versus Oz." I was like, "Who gives a shit? They're all like, they both suck. They seem like they suck." And someone was trying to explain to me who Fetterman was. I was like, "Oh, the Satan guy!" <laughs> like it all fell into place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then am I wrong that like is he is he a millionaire or not? Does he have like a bunch of money? He definitely gets APAC money. I'm almost positive about that. No, but he's that. not like a had a bunch of money before he got into politics. I guy. think that he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. I don't know exactly how much, but he he's like not he's not working. He's not like this I'm yeah, just yeah. a working class Pennsylvanian guy. Like he's from like upper crust wealth, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I just I thought that that was the case. Yeah, obviously. yeah. You know, it goes hand in hand with supporting Israel. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. Um, but like, I just thought I remember that it was like, oh, he's like I remember it being presented like he could be the left version of a Trump, where it's like a billionaire who's not spoiled by donor money because he's got plenty of it, but he also dresses like an idiot and you know is on the right side of politics. For the most part, you know. Yeah, he he's just a rich, spoiled brat uh, pretending to be working class. Uh, it says, it says like here, that. it says here in this article that like you know says that they they ended up liking him now, but uh, sure, sure. they said he was like a mayor of some small town, but like his parents were still basically. Uh, giving him an allowance <laughs> into his 40s. <laughs> Hell yeah. From the, from the whatever like I mean, amount of money fund. they had. That's just a way of saying a trust fund, but whatever. I guess go uh, off. I mean, I don't know. I'm just reading. <laughs> I know, I'm not you, I'm the person who wrote it. I'm not calling you out. It's the person who wrote it, you know. It says, yeah, help from his parents, which I guess could be trust fund. Uh yeah, It's just a trust any fund. Any case. Anyway. Um, um well, okay, this has me thinking about something. So, no, no, continue. This is pointless. 
Well, I mean, that's the there's not the much really to say about Fetterman. Uh, Mike Johnson, this douche. <laughs> He's you know I did like I think I just like regularly forget that the Speaker of the House is so close to the presidency until someone reminds me. It's like, oh shit, that's this guy now. <laughs> like it, because before I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. It's just another fucking like, you know, like transferring of a title. But like this guy's a fucking nutcase. And yeah, he's quite, what, two heartbeats away? One, one point, one point two heartbeats away if you count biden is a fraction um anyway uh he this here's the here's here's the uprocks article headline creepy weirdo house speaker mike johnson allegedly refused to lift a finger to help his desperate dad do anything about a toxic dump near his home says quite a bit about his character i suppose and about the fact that he like does not give a shit about the uh, environment because he's a strict creationist, apparently. But yeah, even his own father begging him to like, he's like, use some of your like political clout to like get this toxic waste dump at least away from me. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like it doesn't sound like his dad's like necessarily like some great like bleeding heart guy or whatever either, but like. Like, you won't even help out your old man and, like, throw in a word to somebody that you work work with, like, in Washington. I don't know. It's pretty pretty cold. Um, that's basically all there is to that article. Yeah. yeah uh, Zelensky returned to Washington. He had another meeting with Biden. It's just more like... It's just... It's like watching... It's watching a uh, watching a relationship fall apart like in real time. It's uh, it'd be sad if it weren't so funny. Um, although it is sad as well, considering uh, all the pointless death that has come along with this. But Zelensky, like he met with like every like he basically met with like every representative or like every head of like every major manu- uh, manufacturer of weapons. And just showed him like speaking his kind of broken English and like speaking in like this word salad kind of like circular reasoning. Like we we show you how good war is, so you give us more war machine guns, so we can have more gun for good war time. <laughs> and they're all just like smiling and nodding politely, and, like it was so. It's like so hard, like cringy, cringy, and hard to watch. And then, of it's course, the one Biden. Thing we still know how to make is misery and death. And Biden just still keeps saying things like, "We'll stand with you till 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 the very end, my friend." You know, like just like no, no you won't. You're clearly signaling that you're done. You're done. Right. Like, and apparently now, like the way Biden's trying to get some more funds for Ukraine, he has to like capitulate, capitulate to Republican demands about the border, which will like, you know, to every fucking idiot who was like kids in cages, kids in cages, you got to vote Biden. I mean, that was, that's already has been destroyed by the way Biden has dealt with immigration and the border, but like, this will just like 
super cement that point because yeah the kind the kind of uh the kind of border policy they want is insane. It's just like, like instantaneous, uh, uh, why can't I think of a simple word? Uh, deportations. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so we make the, we make them we make combust at the so border. <laughs> when any Mexican comes into America, they spontaneously combust and the body has a way of shutting the whole thing down. If you're not an actual illegal, "Quote unquote spontaneous." Yeah, the body has a way of shut shutting all that all that down, all that stuff. Um, yep. So yeah, Zelensky's still just like pleading, basically. Uh, and then oh, and Lindsey Graham, that fucking absolute fucking cretin, who was like the number one flag waver of Ukraine. Like even he is like basically kind of abandoned Zelensky, but he basically said like. The border, securing the border is is more important. I hope you understand that. But then he got really excited at the idea that Zelensky said, quote, he'll fight until the last person, which was like a, you know, that was like, that wasn't just a saying. I forget exactly who stated it exactly, but it was more like, uh, yeah, America will, would love to fight the Russians to the last Ukrainian till the very last one yep. and the, like that's part of the reason we're gonna like c- cut off the spigot of money there is because like they're almost like literally running out of people they're like sending old people to like the front lines and shit because everybody's fled or is dead basically um i mean that's a little exaggerated but it's basically true um Let's see. It's been another week <laughs> of insanity in Israel. Uh, I guess one of the bigger one of the bigger stories is that like so many outlets, mainstream outlets, were calling like the gray zone and electric and uh, electronic intifada like conspiracy mongers because they you dare to like look into or suggest that uh there was friendly fire that actually killed a lot of people at uh on october 7th and now the like most mainstream newspaper in israel like haaretz uh it's, it's basically like the new york times of israel mainstream papers now are like just admitting to this um that there was huge amounts of friendly fire. It was quoted as uh, friendly fire. Also makes me think of uh, good old David Crossbit from back in the uh, Iraq War days that he did on stage. Where he's like p- poking fun at the term friendly fire. It's like <laughs> this idea of this like little cartoon bullet who like has like a chimney sweep accent. It's like. I'm bullety, the friendly fire bullet. Um, yeah. In any case, uh, so, you know, like the number for the longest time has been that 1,400 civilians, that's how it started off, were all, you know, slaughtered. Then the number was dropped to, I think, 1,200, and about, I don't know, 800 of those were civilians. 
it's not great, but uh, you can't help but look at the like the re- the retribution numbers by comparison, or all the numbers leading up to October seventh as well. But uh, whenever like these basically uh, pro-Israeli, uh, you know, destroy all the Palestinian folks, get into a tizzy and scream about how. Hamas are burning people alive and mass rapists and all this stuff that, you know, show me something, <laughs> anything, and I'll I'll believe it. I'm not disinclined to believe it, but there's just like zero evidence of any of this. And in fact, it's going the other way where like the people that were burned alive in their cars there's there's no weapon that Hamas has that can do that. Um, these were hellfire missiles from helicopters that were just fired indiscriminately. That was the other big thing is Joe Biden basically basically came out and said Israel does war crimes, but he did it by accident. And like his staff is trying to walk it back and say that he. Um, God, I wish I had the exact wording right in front of me. It was so good. <laughs> um, uh, in any case, uh, basically, a lot of these a lot of these outlets are being like vindicated. Is is my point? And uh, including like there was this there were these group there was this group of like cool girl boss. Uh, like tank gunners and they they did like a, a whole special on them on like Israeli TV showing how badass they were and how they just, they, they, they literally mow down the, the competition. And um, now they're even coming out and saying to mainstream newspapers like Haaretz, um, we were told to just shoot buildings that had, that were very well known to have, uh, hostages inside. Um, that's how those buildings collapse. They don't collapse from uh, AK-47s repurposed from the, like, the Soviet era or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. There were some big revelations there. I guess that's not very fun or, <laughs> or exciting to talk about, but I was following a lot of it, and I wish to God I could more quickly find that thing that Biden said. I probably can in a second. And yeah, so there's, he's basically, there's, there's, there's all this, like, there's all this, like, sort of good intention stuff being put out there where Biden will say things like, the one I love is there have been far too many civilian casualties. It's like, well, what, Where's the number? Where does it cross into too many? Like, it would be curious. Um, but uh, people like to say that, including that fucking weird ventriloquist dummy-looking motherfucker, John Kirby, who I can't stand to see ever. Here we go. White House downplays Biden's remarks on Israel's, quote, indiscriminate bombing. When you say someone's bombing indiscriminately like that, it, I mean, it, it's not like it matters. Like, the International Criminal Court is essentially owned by the United States. No one's going to, like, be punished for anything. But uh, 
it does seem sort of significant when the doddering president of the United States just accidentally says shit like this in front of the world. Um, let's see. Well, how did John Kirby try to cover it up? The president was reflecting a concern that we have had for some time and will continue to have as this military operation proceeds about the need for reducing civilian harm and being as precise and careful and deliberate as possible. Do you know what kind of bombs the U.S. sends to Israel? They're called dumb bombs. <laughs> That's not the technical <laughs> yes. term, but th- yeah. those that is what they're called because they are literally indiscriminate and have no precision whatsoever. No. That's the point of them. <laughs> Just drop a big explosive on a place they're and it goes two, boom. 2,000 pounds. Like, they're fucking, yeah. Um... Yeah, careful surgical strikes with the dumb bomb. Um, that still it doesn't give me the 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 quote I was looking for. There was a really funny quote that said like, whatever. I'll I'll never. It'll take me too long to find it now. But it's not worth it. Just make one up. Just make up a quote. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln said, we'll "Put some some more grease on." Don't that. mess with my homies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's all there is to say about all of that stuff. I mean, of course, there's more. There's Netanyahu telling a really fun story about how Hitler didn't even want to exterminate the Jews after all, you know. Nope. He no, wasn't so was bad. He was trying to do a two-state thing. Well, he was, he was just trying to expel them out of Europe. But then some evil little Muslim man got into his ear and said don't send them send them to where i live and hitler said i well, this is almost verbatim how netanyahu tells a story and then hitler said to the evil little muslim man but then whatever shall i do with the jews and the evil little muslim man said burn them no and the rest is history what else is around these <laughs> parts <laughs> Um, I think we've covered uh, most of this shit. Oh yeah, why don't I mean? Do you want (laughs) to? Do you want to? Do you want to switch up the? Hit the lighter sign. Yeah. Yeah. Do I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um. All right. Canadian woman woman battling long COVID. Oh Jesus. Uh, I'm getting the ad blocker bullshit thing too. This is I really. I don't want to deal with this. Why do they? Why do they hate me? Why do they hate me so much for my freedom? You know, uh, Canadian woman battles long COVID for uh, for so long that she's decided that she wants to commit suicide. Not suicide, but she wants to do euthanasia because Canada actually allows you to have to do euthanasia. Right. They 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 uh, basically encourage it. Yeah, it, that, it's the, cool. That was the the controversial thing that came up was right. like they were they were like encouraging people who are just depressed <laughs> to, right. to like well. off themselves. Might as well just you know lay it down. Um, she says at one point her quality of life has been so bad from having COVID for much too long. She's. Uh, you know, just this is not living. I don't do anything. It's painfully boring. It's profoundly isolating. She says, um, 
which really does feel like just a 100% a you problem. This is a skills issue. Like, you could go outside. She says she spends 22 hours a day in bed. She could go do stuff. Just get outside. Go Even if you're just laying around, you can lay around in the sun. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, really. Like, I hate to be this way, but it's just true. But, uh, you know, if she wants to just be put down, fucking put her down. We don't need to talk about it. Let's get to work. Um, I don't think... Really, it doesn't look like... Stuff was much better for her beforehand, so, you know, she's got that, too. Either way, um, I think, yeah, I sign off. Um, I think that Canada should be allowed to kill people with long COVID. And uh, I think that the first, we should allow people to cross the border into Canada and get killed if they have long COVID. Um, and I would nominate the first person to do this act would be Leslie Lee the Third from uh, Struggle Session. Um, cause this man has been suffering for far too long under the yoke and whip of, uh, long COVID. But yeah, either way, I don't know. <laughs> That's about it. Like, I just think it's fucking crazy, um, that someone, I don't know. I mean, it must be really bad, but it feels... It really feels like people just like to complain, and that's like the only people who have long COVID are people who complain a lot about it, right? It, might, <laughs> it must be that bad, though. That's why you complain about it constantly, because it, uh, it's so bad. I was gonna, it's a, yeah, I mean, it could be the other way around. <laughs> right. So, uh, more power to you. Get yourself killed. You know. Go. Good. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I think that uh I think that I think that they're probably I don't know. From everything I've ever heard about like what seems like genuine long covid, it does sound pretty fucking miserable to where like it's not like fibromyalgia or like seasonal affective disorder. It's like you're your neural your like your like neurological system is like fucked and like your your right. your muscles aren't like working properly um it's not a matter of like demotivation or something i mean i'm <laughs> sure like on top of it you become depressed right. but like it sounds like um i don't know i feel bad for people with it because they know that a lot of people like don't like buy into it and like they right. feel kind of like maligned as this like uh i don't know like rest about minority group i guess um yeah i'm sure there's a couple fakers but they this person appears two. to this person appears to be deadly serious quite literally deadly serious yeah. if they if they are seeking like physician assisted suicide for their long covid symptoms i mean i i mean what can i say i feel bad for her. <laughs> can't i can't blame but her, maybe it sucks, maybe but... maybe you just need to roll up to the house with your with your uh like uh, uh i don't know slick willy style i need to roll up into the house slick willy style <laughs> i need to sell this this uh this marine some p dash 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 <laughs> and i need to like you know get her back into the groove of things yeah tim's Pussy boot camp yeah. <laughs> treatment. That's it. Um, 
I don't know. Imagine the billions and billions of dollars that that one freakazoid is is spending to like extend his life fifteen seconds, versus like putting just any of that money into helping treat this person. You know, like that would be maybe a fair trade off. I mean that that asshole doesn't even have time to pretend to care about one other person. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Let alone actually drop real money on helping. I mean, he does actually he does claim that he's doing this like, you know, experiment on himself or whatever and hoping that, you know, even people that aren't as rich as him can use like parts of it or whatever to like extend their lives and shit, but he's he's so full of shit. I mean, he's, sure. yeah, the amount of money that guy spends on just, like, dark chocolate per day or whatever is, like, more than the average person could spend, so. Um, uh, well, either way, yeah, that was the letter, that was closing out on the letter side. And she's Canadian, she should be allowed to die, right? Because, like, she's not doing this because she's worried about the bills, because they're just, it's all free. She's doing it because she authentically wants to die. And that is, I think that's, that really gets to the crux of the matter. A lot of people, a lot of, you know, younger generation, I, I've really gotten sick of it. The point that everyone, especially, it feels like, like, not younger generation, it's like a lot of millennials, like, every joke is about how they wish that they were dead and, oh, I just want to kill myself and die or whatever. Like, it's all, everything is so miserable. Um, but like, when you're a Canadian and everything is pretty all right for the most part, and you're still like, I just want to die, I kind of take it seriously. And I think it's cool that they will let you just die. And they should probably just let this long COVID person die. Um, but yeah, that was that's kind of it. Josh, do you have any uh, any other big things you want to hit before we go? Uh, I don't know why I can't let this fucking thing go with Biden. I, just the way they... The way they tried oh, to like no. clean up after him was so funny but now i'm probably hyping it up too much well cleaning up after him is important because <laughs> you know his diapers need to be changed he'll get a rash doo-doo yeah. ass president yeah um let's see ah, there... fuck. i had a pretty interesting story with an uh an, a lift uber driver the other day but Let's hear it. It's not worth even getting into at this point. Oh, it was okay. (laughs) She was like talking about. She had like a weird accent. I couldn't quite place it. She's definitely from like somewhere in like Europe, but like in between. Um, and uh, she was talking about how embarrassing Biden is to have a president who's so old and doddering and all that. And I was like, for real, like you definitely hitting that. Um, and then. At one point, she switched into it, and she was like, you know, they did a whole big protest on the 110 today, and it was all blocked. And I was like, oh, I don't know, what, what was that about, or whatever. And she's like, uh, about Palestine wanting their own country, or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's probably a worthwhile uh, thing. And she's like, they can't have their own country until they get humbled, and they get de-radicalized, because they're brutal humbled. monsters. And I was just like... I don't think any of that's true. Um, I definitely do think that like it's they should have their own like place to live. Well, they can't have their own place to live because they're terrorists who want to kill everyone who's there. And I was like, I think they just want to kill the people that are like keeping them from having their own country. 
And, and yeah, it was, that was pretty fun. That was a pretty pretty good one because it was like, okay, you're spitting truth, and then just left turn out of nowhere, like Palestine Palestinians are fucking monsters who can't be trusted and need to be de radicalized. And I was just like, I don't really know how we can fix any of that, but. One thing that did cross my mind talking about it was it's like there isn't really like a solution. Like the idea of a two state solution or whatever is kind of out the fucking window because I don't think you could ever just like be chill after everything that's happened between them to just be like the problem about it is that like someone's got to get the fuck out of there. And obviously, if you have a brain, it's like, you know, first in, first out. Like Israel just showed up recently. They should probably get the fuck out of here. But it's, yeah, like, they can't just hang out. They can't be like, all right, sorry, guys, you guys can have your own country and do your own thing now, but uh, we're going to still be over here doing our thing right next door. Because it is kind of true. Like, you'd still be probably pissed off and always just, like, fuck them, like, and just trying to, like, you know, push the push the boundaries just to, like, make shit happen, you know? Yeah, it's, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, also... The militarily dominant country has rejected two-state solutions, like, multiple times. Um, anyway, like, like even, even Hamas itself has been, like, we'll go back to, like, the 67 borders, what it was in 1967. Um, no, <laughs> not good enough, because, I mean, they say it. What, what's it called? Like, I'm trying to think of it. Eretz Israel yeah that's like you know like the grand grand sort of imperial vision of Israel which is basically like taking like Egypt uh, Lebanon you know a lot of other surrounding territories the the answer is some sort of like one state solution I think but that's uh, obviously like way easier said than done as well. But um, I don't know. I mean, like that—that's like such like big vision shit that like like we can't even like agree on like can we stop the stop with the hospitals for like a day or two? <laughs> like, let's start maybe start small. <laughs> um, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, because there's like literally no more hospitals. Yeah, they're left gonna run out to bomb. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like that that quote I had about Biden was it's like some it feels almost like something that I dreamt now. But uh, I'll find it one of these days. But I think. Oh, okay. The other huge, the other big uh, Hasbara of the week was. The, were these these like obviously staged uh, mass arrests of civilians that they said every single one was like a Hamas uh, Kassam fighter and like did you see this shit? Did you see the video of this shit? Is a guy? No. It's like no, no. it's like a gu- guy who was like fifty, out of shape. They had every single person like like stripped down to their. They're oh, under yes, 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 yes. And so so you know you know how like when you're in an army and you, you find the enemy that you've been that, that's been trying to kill you and you try to kill them and so you're like, Hey, take off your clothes. Wait, don't put down your gun yet. Take off your clothes first. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what they would I have you believe. See that dick. <laughs> Instead of like immediately disarming these people, we're like the the I'm sure almost everyone who listened to this has seen saw this footage. It was everywhere. But they had this guy just like come crawling out holding holding this like holding this gun and like the magazine in the other hand and uh he just does not look like a hamas fighter he's not like a hardened like physically fit guy we'll just and then and then to top it off people like identified him as like an aluminum shop owner who like you know was fleeing for his life like everybody else regular civilian um but they're like all these people like triumphantly posting and reposting this shit like look at these motherfuckers now yeah we got him we got him <laughs> so he comes like walking this like long securitous way over sets down the sets down the gun and like walks back to the the line of other guys who are in their underwear and then someone found like take 2 of this footage <laughs> And just lined them up side oh. by side. Sure, sure. And it shows that they obviously did did, did the staged thing at least more than once, because yeah. he's like ho- holding the gun in the other hand in the second footage, walking, you know, but do, doing basically the same thing. You can hear, and like, okay, like of course nerds got in there and were like, well, actually, uh he had three guns on the ground and they made him go back three times and bring those three guns to them. Like why that still doesn't make sense. <laughs> like none of, no matter how you slice it, this is phony. And like, then, then the IDF even said, Oh, maybe like 10 to 15% of those people were actual Hamas fighters. And even that they have no proof of. So no, they're just rounding up civilians for photo ops to try to make it look like they're doing anything, that they're making any military progress. Obviously, they're making military progress in the sense of bombing the absolute shit out of everything. But, like, as the ground war goes, did you see this shit, too, about how how IDF wears diapers? Oh, no, no, no. No. <laughs> they, they wear diapies because they're scared. Um. And look, I would be scared too, whatever. Like, I'm, but like, that's that's the reason they don't go into the tunnels, right? That's the reason they're reluctant to put any real ground troops anywhere because Hamas has less to lose. They would rather die than be taken hostage. They tend to win in those like urban uh, warfare scenarios, like guerrilla combat scenarios. Yeah, you're big and tough when you're fucking just dropping two two thousand pound bombs on people's heads, on like kids' heads or whatever. But I don't know. The whole thing's so fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking brutal. <laughs> I mean, but the uh, uh, oh, the thing about the, the the diapers is what what I was started thinking about was like when they like when they bring people in to. Uh, the mandatory military service in Israel. I think it's for like two and a half years. And I saw an interview with some like ex-Marine, this guy, Scott Ritter. I don't know. He makes the rounds a lot. Uh, I think he's usually pretty spot on about stuff, but uh, he basically just said like, you can't make like a good soldier in two and a half years. You can't have a good like 
team of fighters in two and a half years. That's why all these guys literally wear diapers and are terrified of actually like facing people down in any, any sort of like even slightly equal sort of playing field. So that's why, you know, everything's just death from above. And, uh, yeah. And it's determined that it's okay to blow up a three-year-old's brain for no reason because Hamas tunnels, etc. Um, yeah, yeah. Gotta take them out or whatever. If not you, then me. If not now, then when? I don't know. Well, that's what's so, like, they just, you know, of course, none of this shit adds up. Like, not, none of it. Like, not, none of the the sort of excuses that the IDF tries to make about this stuff. Like, well, it's Hamas's fault for being under the ground. Why do you think they've taken to the, to the tunnels? Yeah. Because you bombed them. <laughs> uh, like, well, they're putting them, they're putting the innocent civilians in between us and them. So we have no choice, but to obliterate all the civilians. It's like, or you could like be an army and I don't know, go into the tunnels and use your guns and shit. Um, yeah. But obviously the goal is the elimination of a large group of people or at least get them to the Sinai. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see if, if, if slash when Netanyahu's like uh, corruption trial ever resumes or not, <laughs> I've just, oh, I yeah. keep forgetting that that thing is literally on pause for the sake of it's like there's some like you know antiquated law or whatever that's like in war times like you have you have to stop investigating corrupt politicians. <laughs> well, that's why Where, the war will never end, and also that will never come back up. Yeah. I mean, apparently even a lot of people that are, like, on board for, you know, genocide and uh, ethnic cleansing still fucking hate the guy. Um, I've seen, like, right, a bunch right. of interviews with, like, colonels and shit who are like, oh, yeah, he just doesn't care what happens to Israelis. He doesn't care about the hostages, you know. We blow up our own to save face so we don't have to, like, you know, submit to uh, the leverage of of Gaza like having having our our hostages but i've digressed and i think that's about it i oh. am yeah. s- scanning my brain for any sort of recommendation did you have something you want oh. to recommend uh started a new show been enjoying it it's on hulu i believe it's called murder at the end of the world um, it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty decent show. I won't, uh, I won't, uh, spoil it too much. It's got, like, one famous actor kind of plays the main character, but he doesn't, it's a character that does not have the most screen time. Uh, um, Clive Owen, it looks like. Yes. Yeah. Clive Owen is kind of the centerpiece of the program without being the most domineering screen presence on the show, which is kind of interesting. I like that. I like the way it's done. It's a mystery, murder mystery kind of thing with uh, some, like, techno-futuristic hellscape added in. It's 
worthwhile. It's worth checking out. It's I think it's current because we're waiting for episodes to come out as we watch. So I would recommend it at least somewhat. Um, started the second season of True Detective. Doesn't really need to be a recommendation, but we're just talking about stuff. I like it. I think that people who hate on it, I think that really it's just it's such a tonal shift that I think that that's why people don't get it. But having like the air of separation that I have, which is that like I'm not like built up anticipation. Oh, my God. The first season was so crazy. What are they going to do next? I'm just kind of like enjoying it. I kind of like it. And I kind of like that they switched so far the other way, like going from like the like kind of gritty, real, like kind of unsettlingness of the first season to the second season being more of like almost a cartoony, like noir, like classic detective noir style to the point where like when they showed the dead, you know, whatever, the dead guy in the back seat, and then they showed like a fucking owl statue in the front seat. I'm just like, it's the Maltese Falcon. It's like literally doing the Maltese Falcon. Like this is so on its nose. You've got fucking Vince Vaughn playing a classic gangster. And like, I, I like Vince Vaughn. I think like he gets shit for being what he is, but I think he's pretty good at what he does. But him trying to play anything other than Vince Vaughn is so fun. It's so fun to see him struggling, trying to do something different. Like I enjoy that, but I can tell you want to say you want to add. Feel free. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I think like the acting is what I like the most about that second season. Like all four of the main actors are really good. Um, that that Taylor Kitsch yeah. guy, I I don't think I'd never even seen him in anything until that. And uh, yeah, they're 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 all really good. Like I don't know how far you into you are into it, Couple but episodes, um, yeah. I think like. Yeah, he did like Vince Vaughn does play kind of a a classic kind of gangster guy, but like there is sort of a spin on it, and it's like you see, you know, whatever like this weird psychological shit behind what he's doing, but it's not like super in your face either. Like everybody's struggling with some weird thing, and then like kind of the main crime at the center of it all does sort of. I'll just say it sort of like links you up to the first season in a way. Okay. okay. Um, not Which like not sense, like di- yeah. not 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 like directly. Not like oh that character's from the first season, but just like thematically. But right. Um, Which does that make sense? I understand how that would make sense for sure. But this second one to me is like very much. Uh, <laughs> I hate saying this this way, but whatever. Just very vibes. It's all vibes yeah, yeah, to yeah, me. Sure. Like okay. I just kind of enjoy like hanging out in that world. And people, you know, I might have sort of reacted against the reaction a little bit when it came out because I watched it like right as it was coming out. But so many people were like, just like, oh, this is complete trash. I was like, what? I don't know what show you're watching, but yeah, <laughs> hey, so they were just um, upset that it wasn't the same thing. Yeah, like, that's totally. That's it's it so different, but I kind of enjoy that, and I especially. But think would that you it want it to be the same thing? I mean, if it was, then people would have bitched about that, right? Like, oh, this that... is. Just... Yeah, I mean, if they literally had Matthew McConaughey back or something, like I think right. that would have been the dumbest move, though. Um, I yeah, had... I don't think that they could have continued the same story in the same universe. So yeah, that's like whatever. And then it is like, what else are you gonna do? And and there's definitely. 
there would be a huge issue because if you tried to do anything that was even close to the same, it just wouldn't compare. Because Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey and, like, the whole thing hanging on them and then doing some, like, actually legitimately disturbing shit as well mixed in with that was, like, impossible to recreate. So, you like, yeah, doing a complete tonal shift is, like, perfect. Like, really giving you something just completely different. It was the only way to go. Because otherwise it's going... I mean, it, I guess it didn't work because they still got a bunch of negative, you know, pushback. But it's like the, you would get negative pushback no matter what. Yeah. One of my favorite things, I'll say, is just the relationship between Colin Farrell and his, like, red-headed son. His, like, <laughs> have you, maybe you haven't even gotten to that part yet? I don't um, think so, no. Yeah, he's got a son. I'll just, that's all I'll say, that their relationship is, is, is interesting. And, uh, he's a good guy. He's yeah. a good actor too, that guy, that Colin Farrell. Um, but I want to, I won't say more because I feel like I'm just gonna spoil yes. something. Um, I this isn't a recommendation, but I was, I was kind of, I was really bummed actually to see that uh, Andre Brower died. The uh, What's he most famous for? I guess for Brooklyn Nine Nine as the captain. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no, no, I do not. You've seen this guy for sure. He's yeah, I don't maybe. know. Maybe, well, everyone's favorite uh, make cops look make New York cops. Oh look yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuddly. He just died. I thought it was a bummer because oh. he was he was the funniest part of that show to me by far. Um, yeah, and he just seemed like I don't know, a cool guy, a good actor, funny guy. It's too bad he's relatively young. Sure. Um, and and that's your recommendation, Andrew Brown. I'll I'll also recommend another trailer. <laughs> okay. For a movie called Civil War, which I I'm definitely gonna see, and it'll probably be good. But I'm feeling a little iffy on it for some reason. It seems like it could be a little too on the nose. It's literally about like the U.S. Uh, being broken into like two factions, and I believe it's the what people were saying online is like like hell. Texas and California would have an alliance. <laughs> it would be the Texas Florida alliance or whatever. Apparently, there's like a. Anyway, it's uh, it's got like. I think it's got a couple of pretty big actors, but uh, I mean, the main reason I want to see it is because I really like the director, uh, Alex Garland. He did uh, Ex Machina and that that movie that a lot of people didn't like recently called Men. Uh, what else did he do? Annihilation. He sort of ghost directed Dread, <laughs> the Judge Dread remake back in the day. Uh, anyway, he's a really talented guy, and uh, so I'm sure he'll make a good movie. I had no idea he was doing this type of movie, but uh, yeah, the trailer just dropped the other day, and seems to have a lot of people talking, I guess. Uh, that'll come out sometime next year, I guess. So yeah, trailer for Civil War. That's a R.I.P. Yeah, Andre Brower. 
check out this. Yeah, there's the, so there's long. this there's this shot of like an American flag, and instead of you know the fifty stars on it, it's this kind of like it's this kind of like a powerful image, I guess, or like you know, image six <laughs> in your mind of it's just two big ass stars on the American flag. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah. But it's it look, uh, it's got like uh uh Kirsten Dunst. She I always like her and then uh her husband, Jesse Plemons, who I like as well. He, yeah. Looks like he he's got some sort of role in it too. Okay. That's the end and we have a website deathpod.com. Join the Discord. Check the show notes to find the link to the Discord. To find the links to all kinds of things. Um, send emails. <laughs> Mostly just go to the Discord. It's probably the fastest way to get in touch with us. Uh, or if you're really into Twitter, we have one of those too. And let's just... I'm going to go ahead and tease possible possible new movie episode okay <laughs> about about a, about a movie that i don't think anyone's covered even on the whole internet so Wonderful. we'll see also you shouldn't call it that just just call it like you know the women's internet or whatever you don't you shouldn't call it the whole internet <laughs> the fem um, fem internet yeah um I don't have anything going. Podcast, new episode recording shortly. Should be good. Someone very cool riding by on a motorcycle. Um, yeah, new episode recording shortly. Should be fun. It's going to be a bit of a throwback with an old familiar guest that uh, maybe people will know me talking to if they know me doing podcasts. But that's it. That'll be coming out probably uh, at the exact same time that this episode finally comes out. Um, based on our editing schedule, even though I'm going to record the, that afterwards. Um, but that's it. Follow me on Twitter at, uh, at ROH Dutch. That's right, folks. Stay tuned for Javier Millet on the We Don't Know Wrestling Network. With that, uh, clone your dog. Fuck your sister. <laughs> I feel like I've ended that way before. <laughs> Perfect. Count it in. One, two...
such pot Cloudy, 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 The first voice recording was made in 1860. It was a 10-second fragment of the French folk song Au Claire de la Lune recorded by inventor Edward Leon Scott de Martinville. But who will make the final voice recording and when? What will it be? Who will hear it? <laughs>